Well, this is kind of surreal. <laughs> Dude, you know that our last show that we recorded was with uh, John Agar III on November 9th, 2019? Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. I, uh, it, it's been two years, man. I is know. there anything to talk about? What's happened? Well, there might have been two years of plague, division, death, sickness, isolation, despair... You know, the usual stuff. Yeah, so it's a normal, normal two years for Max Cook. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I was thinking about it driving over here, how little I've seen you in those two years. And it was so funny when the plague first exploded. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, but that day in March, whatever, it was March 25th or something? Something like that. Um, I had intel from my dear pal, Carrie Chow. Her friend had told her that uh, the mayor was going on to announce that the city was going into lockdown. So this was like six hours before he came on live, right? What did I do? I dropped everything and ran to Vaughn's. <laughs> As anybody would do. Right. But I wasn't panic shopping because you know what? I've already got everything. You it's, didn't hoard the toilet paper? And- I did not do that because I do it anyway. I'm a hoarder when it comes to Clorox wipes, booty wipes, Kleenex, paper towel, toilet paper. So I already had plenty, plenty. Oh, and also soaps and antibacterial stuff. And not so much uh, the spritzes and the sprays that we've come to use. Didn't have any masks, but Well, who knew the whole mask thing was going to come anyway? Yeah. At that time. Correct. But basically it was just, oh my God, I've got to get as much food as possible and I've got to get as much booze as possible. If we're locking down here, what does that mean? What does that mean? So those first few weeks were so fucking surreal and scary. You were like a squirrel just storing nuts and burying toilet paper in the backyard. And And my wife used to bust my balls. She's like, you hoard this. You hoard that. Will you stop buying this and that? Next thing you know, we're six months into quarantine. She's like, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. We haven't run out of anything. Right. Well... The one thing we wound up running out of were the Clorox wipes. Oh, man. And that... That is hell for you. Lorenzo, that was tough because the knockoff shit was terrible. No, you want... Flimsy. No one makes expensive. them like Clorox. Clorox... No! Is this the Rolls Royce of wipes? Oh, no! yes! <laughs> so it was just like, I gotta be able to clean. So then we were doing makeshift Clorox wipes until I could find the knockoffs. So I was taking ammonia and rags. We had a bucket of rags that we used every week. <laughs> if you're using rags instead of the, the wipes, you know for you this is the beginning of end times. This is When the wipes go, yeah. that's when Max is going to phone it in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, people were flipping out about TP, and I saw it. I saw it firsthand. You know, the, the, the few weeks in where I, you know, Nicole wouldn't go anywhere. And I would go out, and I was like the forager, and you know, a forager, not the forger. Uh, is that what I mean? No, I think you were. Didn't you get into forging checks? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was a whole racket. I know. No, but like I would go out and get the food and get the things and come back. I got the bounty. We are safe. We'll lock the door. We'll be here. <laughs> and that was around the time I marched into April that you texted me a photo of. Joe Dungan, inside your house, your other house. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Come on over. Hang out. Let's party. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? These are my, these are my people. 
They're defying the orders. All right, wait, wait. Now, okay, this is where I have to give everybody listening context. We haven't done this for two years. And then I wanted to, right when it hit, I thought, oh, we have to talk about this. You would not leave your apartment no. or your condo. You wouldn't come over. No. I kept saying, come over. There's nothing like you and me in a room. So we're in a room right now. <laughs> you know, you're what, 12 feet from me. Yeah. This is the first time we've done this in two yeah. years. It ain't like I'm making out with you. No. But you said in the very beginning, tell you what, Lorenzo, why don't we just do it over the phone? And I said, no. Terrible. No, no, no. There's a, there's a synergy. There's an energy. And when I you, hate Zoom. And I'm, I'm not doing Zoom cast and phone cast. A lot of podcasts did, and that's fine, and they did a great job. There's just nothing like you and me in a room, and you would not come over for two years. No. You're here today, (laughs) (laughs) and here we are with episode, I don't even know what this is, 28, two years later. You you came over once, but that was only like four months ago, just to see a a new house that we actually bought. Which is gorgeous. Thank you. I love this place. We got lucky and bought a house. I love the vibe. I saw your dad. But yeah. then Nicole and I came over for dinner when it was like, hey, everything's fine as long as you got the double vax. And, well, no, now you got to get the boost. And, yeah. well, watch out. Here come to Omicron. And, well, you can't. T- Listen, I am a guy who follows the rules unlike you. I thought you well, were I follow going- the rules. I'm just, I don't live in fear. Right. But I thought you were going down like the Trump road. Because no. Trump was still president. I'm like, wow, he's not taking this thing seriously. Because you were still it's going so down to true. Mexico. And you were hanging out, you know, you're a, a filthy musician and you were playing gigs. I and, shower every day. And you were... <laughs> every day. You were in I might not use the wipes as much as you. little sweat box with Chevy. And I'm like, Chevy, he's a medical professional. What is he doing inside with you? Listen, I may have overreacted, uh, but now that I'm boosted, I'm confident in the vaccine, I'm fine. All right. I'm really glad you're here. First of all, Happy New Year, Max. Happy New Year. We're drinking wine. Salute. We're back. We're drinking a 2018 Sarzati. If anyone's listening, we're going we're gonna to come back with more frequency. We're going to have <laughs> guests. We're going to have fully vaxxed guests in here. Yeah. And uh, We'll follow all the protocols. I, 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 I think that um, 2022 is going to be the rebirth well, of Guys I agree. Day In. Now, listen, I do want to say... Cheers. 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 I'll drink to that. I do want to say... Yes, I was a little, um, I was a little intense, and, and it's not about fear, man. I just don't like being sick. I mean, dude, honestly, I get since it. Since the plague hit, there was never any judgment at I'll, all. I'll tell you what it is. Also, I when I found out that you die on a ventilator, that was the last way I wanted to go, um, and that that really flipped me out. And plus, you know, I didn't know, you know, we were all like confused, and, and well, you weren't, but. Confused and scared and, 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 and uncertain of everything. Like, I seriously thought, like, Nicole, we got to do our will. We're going to die. We're going to die. You know, you can't panic the wife that way. You got to be strong. So I will say that over the course of time and getting the boost and getting to this and getting to that, I've gained more confidence. But I will say, Lorenzo, something inside me broke during lockdown. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like I still haven't come back out of that shell. You know what I mean? Did you feel a decrease in spirit or a decrease in In many ways, I felt revitalized because all well, of a not, sudden... That's not breaking. That's kind of a regeneration. Well, listen, I'm saying in the time I was locked away, and I want to know what the hell you did the whole time besides, you know, boogie boarding and partying and... 
everything else while everyone's <laughs> saying you can't do those things. You can't be inside with people. Um, I feel like that first year especially, 2020, all of a sudden I had no plans. All of a sudden I had no obligations. All of a sudden people weren't yanking at me and, and laying trips on me about not doing things and seeing things with them. All of a sudden I was like, I'm going to order new hummingbird feeders and make new nectar. And then I discovered the benefits of cannabis. And then I began to do deep dives into, I would do like, I put myself through film school. Like, you know what I'm going to do this week? I'm going to watch all of the films of Alex Cox. I wonder if Alex Cox wrote any books. The dude wrote two fucking books. I'm going to order those books and read those books. I'm going to watch the movies and listen to the commentary. So I was doing that, and I was hanging out with hummingbirds, and I, I took a fucking online cooking class. I didn't do the bread baking shit. I don't know if you... <laughs> I heard about it. But I, but I really got into myself a little bit. Not in a selfish way, but more like a, who the hell am I anymore? Who the hell am I now? Where is all this going? This is the time to reflect and kind of get into... Who I am, I guess. Reassess priorities. As a result, yes. I stopped drawing. I stopped well, writing. Well, that's not good. Well, that's not I good. I stopped thising. I stopped thatting. Like, what's the point? I don't need to entertain people anymore. No one gives a shit. Do you think a little depression seeped in? Absolutely, and it was... Or actually knowing you, did more depression seep in? There were times... <laughs> from your normal depression. Correct. There were times where it got fucking heavy. And I think a lot of it had to do with the previous administration and all that was going on there. That did not help my stress, anguish, despair, feeling of hopelessness, feeling of like, God, I used to be able to talk to conservative folks. It'll tie into something I'm going to talk about later, but I've been jibber-jabbering since we started. I'm just so excited to see you. You too. I can't believe you're in my office in front of me. Right. But now, here we are, 2022, and I'm still, my, my default is, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going out. I'm going to stay in. I don't want to do this. You got to get back. I don't want to do that. You got to get wanna, back. It's hard. I know. I have to get back. So just know it's a testament to you personally. Not that I'm saying, oh, I don't want you to say, thank God you're gracing me with your presence. But I'm selective, more selective now of how I spend my time and with who when I'm not home alone hiding from the world. I get that. And, I get uh, that. You, you also reassess who maybe in your life is kind of a waste of time. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I'd rather just be at home anyway. So yeah. you kind of sort of weed out all the people that don't really mean that much to you. Yeah. And, and then also, you know, uh, so much was lost. Like, oh my God, I haven't talked to her in two years. I haven't talked to that guy. In what the hell happened to my friend Doug Schaefer who I used to talk? I'll check in with him. And he was all weird and distant. I was like, oh, okay, I guess now's not a good time. Well, who else can I? Everyone, what happened to my favorite Chinese restaurant? What, they closed? What, no. Ooh, <laughs> like so much stuff died. Yeah, it's true. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, it also goes to show just regarding restaurants or even people, yeah. the threshold or how little it takes for everything just to go sour. Yeah. It's like we're all walking this incredibly thin line yeah. that we think everything is great. One little shift and all goes to shit. All goes, I mean... Yeah, it's a very, dude, very tenuous existence. We are not going to recover. Well, a lot of people are not going to recover. That's true. For years from this thing. Yeah. And I worry. Sad. I do worry. That is very true. I do worry about... I do worry about the children. What about the children? I mean, so many kids are fucked up now. Yeah. You know, there are kids born in 
to plague who have been wearing masks since they were born. They, they will don't know not any know, better. No, they won't know any different. Yeah. Because I don't think the masks are going away. But how did you handle all of it? You know, I'm a devotee of George Carlin, and he predicted this 20 years ago. You know that HBO special we talked about a virus coming. It's yeah. just going to shift everything. Yeah. And then we're going to be wiped off the earth with like a bad case of fleas. Yeah. Not that we're wiped off the earth, but it's what nature does. Yeah. So I didn't freak out. I didn't see it coming. Right. And I had plans to live my life like everybody else. And I'm a musician and we had gigs and uh, I was going to go to Russia and see some friends. And it was all booked and had uh, gigs with both bands I was in at the time. And it all just got canceled like everybody else. And you're just like, holy shit. And you go from having all these plans to zero. But then once I realized what it was and I realized that, you know, number one, I'm healthy. And if I knew a vaccine was going to come because they were you know, going to make it. You didn't know when, but I knew that science was going to find out they're going to isolate the virus and they're going to have a vaccine because it's been done before. Oh, yeah. Lorenzo pulled a total Joe Rogan, like 2020. He's like, you're not, you know, you're only going to get this thing if you're not healthy. And and like, that's so not true. Like so many healthy people have gotten sick and died, but whatever. Okay. I did not say that. What I said was you can still live with this thing and not have to be completely sheltered. You can still live your life. Depends on where you go. So I did go to Baja, not like the month after, but I went in 2020, uh, 2021, I went last year. And it's the middle of nowhere, and you're outside most of the time. Very few people go. Right. We went, had a great time. It was completely safe. Did I go to a party? No. Did I go to a rave? No. Did I, <laughs> did I go to Cabo and go into, on the dance floor? No. So, you know, I, did, I was smart. I was acknowledging what happened. I was smart about it. Got a vaccine when it was available. I had to wear a mask. You don't have a problem getting a vaccine. I had no problem Do at all. Do you need to know what's inside the vaccine? Or does it worry you that it came out so fast? Or those types of things? I believe in science. I, I really do, too. Do. I do. You know? So yeah. why, why, don't, why doesn't everyone believe in science? Because I think there's a dumbing down of America. Right. And there's also the whole social media thing. If people see a post on Facebook and it looks official, they say, well, it's on Facebook. It must be true. Right. The misinformation. And, and it just could be anything. It could be like, you know, oh, the vaccine has, you know, hamster vomit in it. Don't take it. And they'll go, oh, my God, I can't take it. There's hamster vomit. Because it said so on Facebook. Yes. Because people aren't that smart in America. Right. So what are you going to do? And, and now it's, it's eroded to the point where anyone can say anything. And, yeah. And, and they, they did some experiments, actually, I've been reading about. And they did a great spoof about it on SNL also. I don't know if you caught it this past weekend no. with uh, Willem Dafoe. But uh, just talking about how um, you know, people really do. It's funny. Back when I was on Facebook and I dropped off, I had, a, I had a, a sad ending on Facebook because one of the things that was keeping me around in 2020 was, you know, Brett and I had spent three years... Uh, making Red Leaf Complex, right. our 14-episode horror series Brett that, that you're in. Yep. And, um, you know, we were so excited, and there was so much buildup. When did we fucking put out the first episode? The last week of March. Mm-hmm. And so, all of a sudden, everybody is home. The last thing that anyone wants to do is go to, what? Vimeo? What's that? Who? Max Cook and Brett Pearson? What? Who the fuck are they? No, now's my time to get caught up on all the stuff I, I, I never got to see on all these platforms that suddenly came. We got crushed. We couldn't compete with that. You can't compete with Netflix. You can't complete, uh, compete with Hulu. No. All that stuff. So it's like we took such a hit on that. 
I stuck it out in order to get to the last episode. It must have been 14 weeks. And then in June, I was fucking out of there. Haven't looked back since. Everything I do is on Instagram. I'm so happy there. I can decide to do some, decide. So I started just making videos there. And that's when the creative spark came back because I wound up writing and, uh, again, I wrote uh, and, and, and put together and acted nine episodes of Tony's Tavern on my YouTube channel. Oh, cool. Kind of revitalized. It was uh, Tony Soprano stuck in the afterlife with puppets and occasional guest stars. And I was... Nicole played a few guest stars, but so that was like, that was really good to get back into that. But it was a real loss with the um, Red Leaf and everything. Right. But, but just to piggyback on that, you said, well, what did you do, Lorenzo? It's the same thing. What does any creative person do when in your lockdown? You, you have to be creative. That's, that's the one thing that sounded like your creativity shut down where, yeah. you know, if you just pull back and say, okay, well, I have to be home, but I'm going to do this or I'm going to make music. Or I'm going to do whatever it is in the room I'm in because I can't go outside. You can't do a gig, but you can still create and put it out there. So that's what you did. That's what I did, and but you know I'm glad that you did that too. But you were writing music because you write a lot of music. I, I, I'm in a really cool band, you know, The Color Up. Right. Singer's name is Chevy, who's been a guest on this show. Yeah. And he wasn't afraid to be with me. I was not afraid to be with him. He, he came to my he, studio. He had a direct line because he doesn't did. he work with... His day gig is he's a respiratory therapist Correct. in an ER. Yeah. He is a frontline guy. Yeah. So he was uh, completely, he has to wear seven layers Terrible. of what, PPE, I guess, yeah. uh, every Can day. Can you imagine? Every day. Uh, How claustrophobic that, well, I'm sure he's used to it by now. Well, he is. And he says it's awful. He's sweaty. It's incredibly hot. But he felt like he just had to be creative, and yeah. I did too. And so we wrote a complete whole new set, like an hour's worth of brand new songs. That's not that, the EP that you sent me. No, in addition to that, the EP, oh, we came out with an EP. Which was great. Literally, it was recorded in December 2019. Wow. It, it came out right when the pandemic hit. Oh, wow. So we couldn't perform anything. And then since that point, we actually have another 15 songs wow. that we did. So we just didn't stop. When are those coming out? Well, they're, they're not recorded, but we've been performing them. Oh, how cool. Now that things are a little back in LA now. Right. So, right, right. And that's what, you know, that was, that's what you do when you're uh, any kind of artist. Yeah. But you just said, even before we started recording, you said, Lorenzo, I got some dark things to talk about. Yeah. What is up with you now? Me? Yeah. What, what's... I was just doing all the talking, but I, I am, let's just finish with the plague. Okay. Here we are now. We've gone through two years of this bullshit. Yeah. And I'm ready to... Uh, Reemerge slowly, and I have been, but but again, I I'm I'm picking and choosing, and I'm really not going to let peer pressure mm -hmm. um, win this time, because because a lot of people know that they can kind of give me shit if I don't want to do anything, and they'll they'll lay a trip on me, and I'll start to feel guilty, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, I I've got to go participate right. in this, and you know, right. And then there's also judgment. I mean, now the, the, the door is open for all of us yeah. to judge everybody, what yes. you believe and what you do yes. and what you don't do. It's very, very hard not Isn't to judge awful? each other. Do you, do, you, do you experience that? You know, I'm a it's human okay being. It's okay to judge me because everyone judges me. No, the only thing that gets weird is when I don't or when I find people that don't believe in science. The anti-vaxxers. Okay. You know, maybe the very, very few have their religious reasons or underlying health conditions and they can't risk getting a reaction. Right. Okay, I get that. But that's not the majority. The right. majority just don't believe in science. Right. And they just feel like 
they're being selfish or they can be selfish because yeah. the vaccine's also for other people. Well, the vaccine's and, been, you know, they, you know, politicized. So that doesn't help. Th- that's when I get kind of judgy. Of but course. Other, so otherwise, you, I try to respect people. Do you go around people who are unvaccinated? Well, it's hard to know who you're around. Yeah, you can't flat out ask. I, I, I do want all vaccinated people in my house. Right. If I don't think I yet have had a non-vaxxer in my house, uh-huh. I haven't had that position if someone wants to come over and they're not vaxxed i gotta really think about it yeah and i'm sure you do too oh no one comes into my place i mean very 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 <laughs> i have yet to be it i was you, you, i was gonna come in you said yes. no you, you can't you can't well come in. okay so you barred me from your house i didn't my wife that's did. true she did you know you know <laughs> she she was mortified when i said lorenzo's coming over she's like we're not done with the place yet you were vaxxed it wasn't an issue about R- that it was about um, the fact that we spent all this money to paint and refurnish and all these wonderful things, and it, it was the place was still a disaster. So you would have been seeing it unfinished. But I think for her, she'll say that that's it, but she's very protective of me. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, she I mean, I love it. Probably deep down, even today, she really doesn't want you here right now. Probably. Deep down, she doesn't want me alive? No, she doesn't. <laughs> That's what I got from that. No. Deep down, she really doesn't want you here. She what? Doesn't, she doesn't want you in this house, in, in the room with me right now. Oh, this? Yes. No, okay. So I think, I think she does want you. When the on. Omicron hit sure and she times. had to go back home to work, she was dealing morning, noon, and night with explosive COVID. People who were unvaxxed being put into the ICU wards Tears, stress, loss. Some people died. Some people got so super fucking sick. And back to the whole thing about, hey, if you're healthy, you'll be fine. My sister got sick with COVID in Omicron. Mm. She was double-vaxxed and boosted. She was down for two weeks. It was horrible. Wow. She's an athlete. Wow. My brother-in-law, Mr. Perfect, Josh, he got sick from COVID. He was fine, really. He had a little bit of a tired fatigue thing going on, but my sister was fucked up. And that was another thing. It was like, oh my God, you're boosted and you still got fucked. I don't want to get fucked. She's like, oh, I got a horrible fever and I can't breathe and I'm hallucinating. And then I'm like, oh no, thank you. <laughs> I'll see you in, you know, maybe 2025. Yeah. And you know, I was supposed to go to Dallas this yeah. month, January, and yeah. that got postponed. Yeah, for everybody. Everybody. You know, no one saw family. Had I gone, it was on the weekend that my sister got COVID. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I'd be down there. I would have to go check into a hotel. You would have and then you probably you'd have to quarantine. You couldn't come even back home for a while. Yeah. So now yeah. um so this is a good segue, though, you're asking, the, the dark. So I don't know if you remember. Yeah, you remember. I made a documentary in 2006 with uh, Adam Shoulder called Gramps Beneath the Surface. I remember. And it was about Dick Surface, right. my grandma's husband, who I met in the late 70s. And he, <laughs> suffice it to say, I loved him more when he was an alcoholic. He was hilarious and jovial. He was still a raging, extreme, right-wing, conservative prick. But he was very lovable, and I knew he loved me, and we actually had a pretty good relationship, uh, Meathead and Archie Bunker kind of relationship. Then he stopped drinking because he saw the documentary that I made on him, and it exposed him to himself. This is what I believe. He went cold turkey. This is a guy who was drinking since the 40s, and here we are in the 2006, and he's like, 
I'm, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to drink. He, he did not drink a drop anymore. It was weird. He didn't specifically say he quit because of, of the documentary, no. but you really believe that the timing of, of that was that. Correct, because uh, we drove out. Adam and I drove out to California City. That's where they live. They live up in a... In a, in a <laughs> it's basically abandoned now. It was supposed to be the Palm Springs of Mojave. That all died, and now it's barely holding on. Talk about life support. So they... My grandma and Gramps lived out there. And the reason is he wanted to live in a desert climate across the street from a golf course. And that's exactly what they did. So he would go out every day and play golf. And that was his life for the past 20 years, okay? Dude, this uh, last year, 2021, uh, the dude gets a lung cancer diagnosis. Okay? Oh. Now, by this point, I'd, I'd seen Gramps in 2019, but we'd only talked a little bit. I'd gone out there a few times. My mom came out once. We went out and paid a visit and everything. But the new non-drinking Trump-worshipping Gramps was a very, very, very different guy. Trumpism really put the whammy on him. He thought Donald was God. And And talk about his Facebook posts. He would post bullshit, fake news, crap. Right, he swallowed all the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah, and I'd say, "Uh, Gramps, that's not true, and I'd send the the Snopes, or, you know, here's the truth about that, here's the truth, that's not a true thing. Pointless, pointless. You cannot reason with with this lot. Fair enough. I still loved him deep down. I don't think he loved me. He would (laughs) hang up on... Why do you say that? He would, when I voted for Obama the second time, I didn't even talk to him. He called me screaming at me. You voted for Obama. I know you did. Don't ever talk to me again, Slam. Wow. I mean, they hung up on me. Are you kidding? On my birthday, 2020, my grandma calls me. We're talking on the phone. She starts complaining about this George Floyd BLM thing, you know, complaining about the movement. I'm like, Grandma, black people are entitled to have movements. You know, what are you worried about? You're out in the desert watching Fox News all day. Just live that life. What, you, 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 you're, you're for George Floyd? I'm like, no, I'm not for anything. I'm, not, I'm for a black man having a, a white cop with his knee on his neck and he's crying for help for nine fucking minutes. That's horrible, Grandma. Black people are being attacked by bad cops. All cops are great. All, you know, all lives matter and all that. I'm like, Grandma, that's not the... And you can't explain no. that movement to them. It yeah. was horrifying. What that was that kind of thinking is locked. Yeah. It isn't any kind of open-mindedness where they might say, hmm, let me rethink the way that I think. Yeah. It, it's in stone. Right. You cannot undo it. And, and Gramps, I know it's his generation and everything else, but he was an RTD bus driver, and he was blatantly racist in the documentary, and I would confront him on it. I don't think you should be saying that horrible word, the N-word, Gramps. I got him to stop saying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one thing I felt really good about. I, I don't care that he stopped drinking, but it was nice that he would stop saying the N-word. I'm sure he said it again once BLM started blowing up again, but I am an empathic person, okay? I saw a BLM march in the middle of 2020 in the summer when all that stuff was going down right through my neighborhood, right down Bellflower, and I, all I could do was root I'm not going to participate in a march because I'm worried about where the porta potties are. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm worried about the plague. Are there no. enough wipes around? <laughs> <laughs> is it, you know, is it the fake wipes? Is it the Clorox wipes? Am I going to be? What kind of wipes are these guys using? Am I going to be the whitey that gets killed? But okay. dude, I come from a family of law enforcement. My, I know. My, my father, my my stepdad. I I I know that there are great cops, and I know that there are terrible, horrible, shitty cops. So. 
On my birthday, Grandma's talking. I'm trying to explain the George Floyd thing and why it's so important, and she slams the phone down on me. And I got to tell you, one of the biggest pet peeves I have is people hanging up on me. Anyone that's hung up on me, they've got the wrath. My friend Stefan did it once. He got the wrath. Grandma didn't get the wrath, but she kept doing it. She did it multiple times to me, and it was almost a deal breaker. But I still love my grandma, but Gramps really kind of polluted her, and Mm -hmm. she loves Trump. So now they're both very extreme. Well, now she loves this Rittenhouse. Anyway, the, the point is, Gramps got diagnosed with lung cancer and was given um, not long to, to live. Oh. So in this case, I reached out, I talked to him a little bit, and I said, you, you got to fight. And he doesn't believe in medicine. I don't believe he ever got a colonoscopy, um, but he's got to fight. And I said, you got to fight for Grandma, if anything. you know. Right. She's 94, dude. She's fucking 94. Wow. You guys uh, need a plan. What's going on here? We can't... Dude, so <laughs> Gramps believed that... Uh, and suddenly he had a religious conversion that was weird. All of a sudden, God was talking to him. I think it was the morphine. But he was like, I'm going to get back on that course by November, by Thanksgiving, the doctor. And plus, they got these weird doctors who uh, are telling him you don't need the vaccine. So they're unvaccinated, of course. Even the, their own doctors? Yeah, or yeah. Oh. it's all very, very, yeah. very... Sketchy, and, yeah. and, and I don't understand any of it. The point is, now Gramps is basically on his deathbed. Oh, I'm really sorry. So it's, I appreciate that. It's, it's all right, but I'm very worried about my grandma. Absolutely. And even though I think she's going to be just fine without the guy, um, he's basically been in home hospice, but kind of a situation that isn't really tended to. Like, what's he doing back there? Why is my grandmother administering morphine to him? What does she know? <laughs> There's no help. There's no help, dude. I don't know. People are coming in and out. She's wow. like, oh, we got help from the neighbors. and we got the... Wow. So I think they finally found someone to help out, but it, it, it's all very uncertain. And again, it... I was like, do you need anything, Grandma? And no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, dude, sure enough, Gramps is, uh, the, the cancer has spread. Uh, any fighting that he did, I think he got a little bit of chemo, but now it's just everywhere. And he, he's, he's on his way out. I'm very, very sorry. So the past couple days, this is all blown up where my grandma's been calling me in hysterics. She's very scared. She hasn't been eating. And then she said she's very sick. She's oh. very tired. She's very dizzy. I'm like, oh, my God, my grandma has COVID. And, and, and what am I supposed to do? I, I'm supposed to go out there now? If I well, go out there. If she does, you can't go out there. Right. Well, so if I go out there, uh, I'm going to have to stay away from her and wear a mask. But no, I, I, I technically can't and shouldn't. And my wife's right. like, you're not going anywhere. Absolutely. You know, this is, you know, you make your bed. And, and I, I was the only one, by the way, because I'm the only one who lives down here. My mom's in Kansas and, and my two uncles, my other uncles in Kansas, all the kids, all my grandma's kids, you know, my two uncles and my mom, they, they don't live in the state. I'm the one sending the Christmas gifts, the cards, checking in. I sent Christmas cookies last Christmas. How you doing? What do you need? Everything all right out there? So it, a lot of it kind of lays on me, but this weekend, my Uncle Pat is flying down, and I have to go out to the desert. I have not been there since 2019, oh, wow. and I have to go out there, and I have to see what the hell is going on with my grandma. I'm, I, I'm probably going to have to stay. I'm going to stay the hell away from her. I'm not going to hug her, and that's going to be very difficult, but I just don't think it's a good idea. You're right. It's not. So, you know, I'm... But I'm, she'll appreciate the support of you even just physically being there. And my uncle, I mean, he, he's another one. I mean, he, he's all over the place. Like, oh, no, man, I got boosted. Did you? So I really hope that um, this health home care worker uh, 
my uncle says she'll have tests and everything else. But I'm very, very nervous, and I'm very stressed out about it. Wow. Because basically, uh, we still don't know whether or not she has COVID, because I don't think she got a test, but the, the paramedics came on Sunday. Oh. And they basically checked on her, did her vitals. She was fine. Good. Checked on Gramps. They're like, uh, we got to get him out of here. <laughs> He's got to go to like a hospice facility where right. he can, you can't just die in your marriage. I mean, he was just in their bed. Oh, wow. Like almost abandoned. Right. It was, it was, well, also she's watching him in the bed dying. Well, she's is- in the other room, dude. She just comes in to shoot morphine down his yap wow. and then goes back out to her Fox News. Like. They're not, there's no, there's no care being given. Wow. I think there's a gal coming in and out, but I don't wow. know the story. So just going to assess the situation. And it's so funny because they got this big house full of country knickknacks and tchotchkes. And I don't want any of it. You know what I mean? But it's like my uncle's talking about, you know, we got to get into um, the will and who gets what. And I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. I just want to make sure my grandma's okay. I want to make sure Gramps is in the home or whatever. I don't know how much longer. I, I, she keeps saying hours. Well, that was days ago. Right. So if he's holding on, good for him, but he's in a morphine coma. Right. You're waiting for the call, basically. I'm waiting for yeah. the call. It's a terrible position. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. So that's why another... How old is he, by the way? He's 80... I think he's 83. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which isn't you know, terribly old these And days. he went... No, he went... Down, dude, he was fine. He was fine. He went down fast. But again, they never saw doctors. They never, he never got a cancer screening. Yeah. And he was a lifelong smoker. And There's nothing you can do with that. Yeah. So, but I am sorry. Yeah. So it just kind of, it kind of disrupts, you know, <laughs> life a lot. Yeah, because yeah. My whole focus now has been on them. Of course. And it, and it will continue to be because my uncle comes down, then he leaves. And my other uncle comes into town next week. My mom's going to be coming in any day now most likely not this weekend. So it's like, oh, you know, I'm in the middle of making a new horror short. I'm working with new equipment. I'm, I'm having a really good time. I, now all of my focus is just on this family stuff, which I knew was coming, but I thought there was a plan in place. There's I no didn't plan. think it was this panic. Oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know why my grandma's Jerry Seinfeld. What am I going to do? I got no food here. Grandma, Grandma, it's okay. We can have groceries sent your way. What do you want? What do you want? I don't know. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Click. Grandma. Oh, I need more wine. You need a lot more wine. That's a lot. That 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 that's quite a a dynamic on your on your lap right now. But the thing is, though, I think the family thinks that you can handle it. You know what I mean? I mean, you are a your go- glass is empty. It is empty. Um, but you're way over there. I know. How's All that right. going to work? Uh, we need to get a little choo-choo train. You're right. <laughs> you should put a train in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little sushi conveyor belt with yeah. wine. Um, I'm okay. But what I'm saying is, you know, just to... Uh, I mean, what can one say? I, I think you will be a, a person of relief to the whole situation. A person of relief. Yeah. I, I think when you're there, I think they will be relieved to see you. you they will be comforting... You'll be a comforting sight. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at this point, all they want is family. So you're family, and you're also a loving guy. So you'll go there, and you'll bring your love, and you'll leave the dark what, at what home. What do you mean I'm a loving guy? You're what? a loving guy. What people, does that mean? People... You know what a loving guy gets you? It, it, it gets you uh, bitten on the ass. <laughs> I've never bit you on nice the ass. Nice guys finish last. That's me. I, I'm in last. 
because of my empathy, because of my heart. You're not last. It gets ripped open. It gets stomped on. It gets betrayed. It's only your perception. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. We see you? We're recording right now. We are recording right now. Are you recording on your phone too? Yeah, I was just All right. make a little video. All right. I may do it again if there's... So what else? Well, you know, it's hard to wrap up or even just like, you know, regurgitate two years of silence. Yeah. Especially on a podcast. But, you know, I think that when you look at what nature gives you, being a human being living on this little blue dot in the middle of nowhere, um, you just have to realize, like you said, what's important and you have to live your life. Yeah. And if you are creative, you just have to do whatever your art is. Yeah. And it even means a lot more. The fact that I could play drums and still be in a band and still create music, it means even more. Yeah. You realize this is what I want to do. Yeah. Whether you're a musician or a writer or a painter or a sculptor, you uh-huh. do photography, you make a horror movie, whatever it is, um, it's not really about making money. And of course, you'd love to be successful at it, but yeah. it's like, this is what gives my life meaning. Yeah. So when you can only really do that and everything else in your life is canceled, yeah. uh, I, I'm grateful that I could do it. Here, here. Hey. So, you know, even though... It was very funny, too, because um, I remember at one point we were talking about getting together and riding bikes. And I said, Yeah, we were going to ride bikes together. And I said, uh, I'm going to be wearing a mask. And you go, oh, no, I'm not wearing no I'm mask, not wearing a mask riding, riding a, bike. a bike. We're outside. I rode my bike all through 2020 in a mask outside <laughs> <laughs> because I just imagined someone opening their mouth on the bike trail and blorp. Flying through the air, animated blorp in slow motion. Yeah, and right into your mouth. Right into my mouth. It's not going to happen. Dude, I walk through a guy, and I'm still PTSD, even though now I walk outside without a mask. I'm still PTSD. Uh, A dude the other day, construction site. I walk by a construction site in my neighborhood with Barney Fife, my, my dog. And a dude was smoking, and he blew the smoke, and it went right into my fucking face. And I'm like, I'm going to die now. Smoke will kill you more. What if he has the COVID? <laughs> and the COVID is in the smoke. Can you imagine? So, Wouldn't that be my life? So it's going to be SmokeVid. It's a COVID smoke hybrid now. SmokeVid. It's SmokeVid. That's next. Okay. The next variant see, is see, SmokeVid. But, so that's the Kool-Aid I will not drink. Because <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. You know, I hate smoke anyway, but it has nothing to do with COVID. And masks... I can't see Jackass Forever in a mask. I've waited for this film for 10 years. I'm not going to sit in a theater with a mask laughing myself sick. I'll we, die. We just bought a huge TV oh. specifically because of that. I love movies and yeah. I love movie theaters yeah. and it's I wanted to go see the, t- yeah. the new James Bond. I got a new TV too. Did it, it, you see No Time to Die? I did, but I didn't see it in the theater because oh. I will not sit there for two hours no. wearing a no. freaking mask. No. I don't want to do it. So I got a really nice TV and I'm watching movies at home. I do yeah. miss going to the theater. Yeah. I miss the recliner. Seats yeah. there. I miss the big screen, the big sound. <laughs> but and I, I, I do love watching, or even you know listening to music the yeah. way it's supposed to be listened to, the way it's recorded, or watching a movie the way it was, it was shot yeah. on a big screen. Yeah, I'm not wearing a mask in the no. theater. No, nope. So I'm gonna stay home. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I like staying home. I like my new couch. I like my dog in my lap. I like my wife at the end of the couch. I like my fireplace. I like my hummingbirds outside. I'm very spoiled. 
I think also you just realize that you don't like being in the outside world. I don't anymore. like the outside world. No. I've, I've been there, done that. Yeah. I want to go do this and I want to this. If I had to date right now and, and I had to be with a chick who wanted to go and explore and do adventurous things, I would kill myself and uh, never date again. Right. You know, and if you were single, you can't even you know, call a good prostitute because then you gotta, <laughs> she's got to be vaxxed and show her vax card and maybe you want her. I mean, that's not sexy. Um, why do you keep talking about Robert Crumb? Who is that? Check, please. At the outdoor cafe. Oh, is that where you are now? What? You're at, you're at whatever outdoor cafe you're at. By no, the way, that's you, just me if I was dating a will, chick. But you know, that's also one thing I love. I love restaurants. And I will, yeah. right now, go eat inside a restaurant. Yeah. I don't want someone sitting on my lap while right, I'm right. eating. But I'll, be, I'll sit in the... Yeah. I'm fine. I, don't, I have friends that will, they will not go out with me uh, to a restaurant unless it's outside. Yeah, I mean... Are you that way too? Well, okay. So before the Omicron and before the variants, I, uh, I was good with going back in. Especially like Magnolia Grill and they were doing every other booth. And I do have my restaurants and I know you do too. I know you know someone who actually owns restaurants. Yeah. Uh, I do have my favorite little breakfast spots that I like to... But I really got used to eating outside, so I kind of really like that. But it's not always the best weather. So I was really okay with that. Right now, it's still going to be a little bit longer before I go back into a restaurant because I still, I still keep thinking about people's steam. The steam. <laughs> steam. Their steam is not making a beeline for your nostrils. I got the PTSD from face fog. The fog that comes out of people's faces. The wetness. I, I'm still real freaked out about it, even inside. Wow. Yeah. I think yes. that you And when people are eating and um, they're chomping and they're getting the little white crusties at the corner of their mouths and ranch but, dressing, all of that spritz and spray and fnarf is going into the air. Their, their snarf is not making a beeline for your face. <laughs> okay? It's not... I thought that was science! No. It is anti-science. <laughs> no. There, there, there's no... There, there's no... There's no bullseye on your face that says, you know, snarf land here. I think everything gross is out to get me. Yeah, I can say that you think that. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. Well, now that we're, at least things are opening up, yeah. and maybe we're a little bit less paranoid, and we are you know, wanting to go live I life. want you to know that I am. I, I think so. So, you know, you're a creative guy, besides the, this, horror, this new horror short you're doing. Yeah. You know, you're a voiceover actor. Obviously, your main gig right now is Chester Cheetah. Yeah. So is, is that a full force? Is that happening? You well, know, I told you, the month? thing with Chester, it's like, uh, it's like I, you get the cheetah signal instead of the bat signal. Like, I never know when work is coming. So last year was fucking amazing. But were you going into a studio or doing it from home? Uh, 2020, I was, I was um, doing it from home a lot. Oh. In 2021, no, I... I Especially once I got boosted, I was totally going to studio. I had no problem with that. Okay. And, and that's where all the mist is coming out. But they're so good, especially I'm very fortunate because there is a studio that I particularly love to work with, and they're right around the corner from my house. And anytime there's a job, they ask, what do you want to do? Do you want to do this at home? Do you want to do this in studio? I'm like, could we do it at LA Digital? Okay, let's see. Yes, we can do it there. So the last session I had, which was just um, a couple weeks ago, was it uh, the studio that I love? And they take such good care over there. They got the wipes. They, they change the mic things out and all that. So I have no problem going into studios at the point. Okay, that's good. And, and there's a new Chester, uh, new Chester stuff coming up. But uh, 
Oh, so we have look. We can look forward to that. Anything Super Bowl ish coming out? In this uh, I mean, that's been. I, the I can't look, really talk about years. it, but but whatever you see out there is kind of what they have. But I I don't know that uh, Chester's going to be involved in the Super Bowl because it's kind of right around the corner, isn't it? Uh, isn't it two weeks from now? Yeah. So that's that's probably not going to happen. But there's stuff beyond that. All right. Well, good. All right, so you're Megan life. the Stallion is the face of Cheetos for the Super Bowl. <gasps> really? Yeah, she's something. She's pretty hot. I think so. I think she's very hot. <laughs> very. I like her. Oh yeah. I love the very Zoftig. Absolutely powerful African American women. <laughs> That's a very tremendous rear shelf muscles, a lot of attitude and yes, good humor. Yes. I was way into that Cardi B. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's very hot. Nice. Megan the Stallion she's is hot. She's incredibly hot. Well, if I have to watch her instead of you, that's okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah, down with that. Yeah, you don't mind that, right? No, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back a little bit. I'm glad that, you know, even pre-pandemic, you still have your, your end times dark self. But yes. it sounds like your end times dark self kind of shifted a little bit. Maybe more of a, maybe this is the wrong word, is it kind of more of a optimistic darkness? <laughs> Does that make any sense? Are you saying, do I now have an optimistic darkness yes. versus my usual, yes. it's all shit, yes. despair wins yes. darkness? I'm not too optimistic, <laughs> but I'm definitely... Do you think we're on the edge of all dying pretty soon? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that there's war looming. And thank you for listening. Good night. Dude, how can you possibly get behind the human race after the past two and a half years? It's just been nothing but a raging disappointment. January sixth, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I know. What well, that, we but that's doing? just that. Well, that's only a what couple are we of, doing? A couple of knuckleheads in this country. Learn but, to love one another. Yeah, oh, that's not going to. I know. I think we should end with this. So, don't get upset with me. I've gotten past. How many episodes are there of the Beatles Get Back? Uh, three. Three. I'm halfway through episode three. Yeah. Listen, I was totally riveted the first 12 hours. Really into, into it, you know, very intrigued by the dynamic of the band. But part of me thought, how the fuck did anything get done with these Beatles? Uh, I know. Paul's the only one working. He's the, he's, the, he's the slave master. George is a big baby. He's storming out. Ringo's in a coma. <laughs> John Lennon, I don't know what that dude's The guy with. is literally goofing off the entire show. They started to rehearse one song, yeah. then they'd get bored, order toast and marmalade and booze, right. and then start to... They never really ever finish it, so I haven't gotten to the climax yet, right. where it's the rooftop concert. But it's I'll worth tell you it, what, though. I love the it's journey. It's amazing it is. to watch, Yes, I but agree. how did they get anything done? Yeah, I'm sure Paul would have a lot, of, lot to say on that. Without Paul, nothing gets done. Yeah. It's true. We learned this. It's true. And World's you know, greatest band, the Beatles. And it was all McCartney. Yeah, they all came. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got nothing. What do you got? No, I got nothing. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know. Um, and I don't blame Yoko for being there every second of yeah. the day because John brought her that in. That was something. But why is Yoko there every second of the day? Boy, can Why you can't imagine? she go get a massage or something? Well, she was a Velcro wife. I mean, they were so in love, and she just sat there, and she's knitting while they're rehearsing. She didn't bother. She hasn't done anything annoying yet. You know, no, but she, I know, but as the other guys, and they were so nice about it, but I've been in bands where the singer would say, hey, man, can, can my girlfriend watch us in rehearsal? And I'll say, oh, uh, <laughs> okay. You know, we'll get her a chair and she's there for, for one rehearsal. Yeah. And we get nothing done because he's talking to her and she's commenting and we're all kind of like playing to her. And, and it's like, I can't imagine that going on for fucking six yeah. months, you know. 
So uh, yeah, it would. It, they were so nice about me because they're English, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think at that point, when the, when, when the filming was being done, they were already a band for yeah. ten years, yeah. and they were done. You knew that John checked out anyway. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm bringing my girlfriend. I don't yeah. care. And uh, you know, Ringo was literally on the drum set, sleeping half the sleeping time. Sleeping half. And the I time. love Ringo. There's yeah. a autograph yeah, CD right, right on my wall. Yeah. I love Ringo. Yeah. He's the reason why I'm a drummer. Yeah. But he's just kind of like, are the songs done yet? Are yeah. the songs done yeah. yet? You know. Yeah. But if you're a Beatles fan, or even if you're in a band, it, it's great. I loved it. Yeah, it takes a little getting used to with the editing because you know he's he's putting audio over uh, Some visuals that don't match. Right, some of that is it's, true, it's, and they, it's it, odd, but I got used to it. Well, they also tell you that because yeah. some of the some of the audio didn't come out, yeah. So he had to kind of mix and match, yeah. But that wasn't a majority of the whole thing. No, uh, I, I like the whole backstory. I'm not going to give it away, but how the whole backstory of how Let It Be actually happened, yeah, that was so, and cool. what the original plan was, and that why was so they cool. they even got together. That and, Peter Sellers cameo was bizarre. That was fantastic. <laughs> Peter Sellers was, I mean, he, as great as he was on camera, you can tell he was such an awkward human being yeah. in, in front of people. Yeah. It was crazy. Amazing. You know, but, um, well, on that note, yeah. Max, welcome back. Thanks, brother. You know, I hope that you get back. And, get back. Uh, get back. I'll get back. I hope so. You say you're a little back. I'm getting back. Okay, I'm glad. I hope that this is the first of many. And I'll work on my optimism. I will. Well, yeah. I mean, don't, don't not be you. Yeah. I am sensing there's a little more optimistic thing that might have been unlocked by this virus a little bit. Mm. Maybe a bit more appreciation of what you actually have. That is true. That is that, that is that's very... an optimistic vibe. That's cool. Dude, the homelessness in my area during the plague. It's it's definitely cleaned up now, but Good. but it's awful. I just it was gut wrenching. Oh, it's seeing it, these people suffer in the street, and and here I have my good. It's fortune. gotten worse. I mean that that's a whole other issue yeah. that maybe we don't want to end this podcast. No, on. no, not on not on <laughs> our homelessness problem. Right. But, but hopefully we're gonna get it fixed. Yes, we will. All right, and dude, welcome back. Thanks, brother. It's good you to too. see you in my house. <laughs> Cheers to you, man. Everyone, Let's... everyone listening, stay safe and yeah. healthy and happy New Year. Yeah, and keep tuning in. And we're going to have more episodes. We're Get your ha- boost. It ain't going to do nothing to you. Well, it might make you... I, I, so I got a little uh, sick, you know, the second shot. Did you really? Oh, that. that of course you didn't. I didn't. The second shot put me fucking down. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I was texting with you. Oh, I know. God, you're the worst texter. What do you mean? I feel fine. I'm fine. I just... No, you just got the shot, but it takes 12 hours for you to feel it. I was still fine. But no, Great. but people, but you, but look at all you're the just going to get the shivers a little bit. And if you go up, if you live in LA and you need to get a booster, go up to Universal City Walk. I don't know if they're still doing it, but you might get a free voodoo donut. Oh, huh? I'm down with donuts. I like the incentives. I do too. I, think I, good. I didn't get anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the vax ain't going to do nothing to you. Everybody. Thanks for listening. But, Take care. But save you from dying. Okay. Bye. Don't die. Cause you got to tune in for more episodes, but we're back. <laughs> Bye, Max. Bye, Lorenzo.